The word of our God that we consider together this morning is today's gospel from Luke chapter 13. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, dear fellow children of God. Our stewardship series this year is about time, encouraging the faithful use of God's gift of time. But before I talk about that this morning, I'd like to briefly talk about what we maybe more normally think of when we hear the word stewardship, the use of our money. Now, before you think he's going to ask us to give more, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your offerings and your gifts that support our ministry. This money, of course, just doesn't appear out of nowhere. It is given by you, God's people, who are thankful for God's love. You thankfully consider what God has given you, and then you set aside a portion or a percentage of your income to honor God for his goodness and to share his saving love with others. And there may indeed be times that you do without things that you would have otherwise enjoyed because your heart has been claimed by the Son of God who made himself poor to make you spiritually rich. And I thank God for the gift of generosity that he has worked in you. And if we have enough money to pay all the church's bills, then everything is good, right? That certainly is a great blessing of God. But it's also important that we carefully manage God's other gifts, like our talents and, as we're talking about this year, our time. Time, of course, is precious and it is limited. And there are some opportunities that must be used right at the time because once they pass us by, there's no way we can get them back. Can you think of some God-given priorities that we should not let pass us by? One of those is that we would take time to pause. Time to pause from what we are doing so that we may listen to what God is doing. And that is what the Sabbath day was all about. God built into the schedule of his Old Testament people a weekly time for them to pause. God wanted them to rest from their regular physical work so they could receive spiritual rest as they gathered to hear and learn God's word. And that's why Jesus was in a synagogue or a church building in today's Bible reading. He was there, as was his custom each week, and on this particular Sabbath day, he was teaching. The Bible writer Luke quickly draws our attention to one of the people who was there for worship that day, to a woman whose body was severely deformed and very much hunched over. Luke, who was also a physician as well as a disciple of Jesus, 
diagnosed her as crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She could not straighten up at all. Satan had chosen to afflict her in this most troubling way. And can you even imagine how difficult life must have been for her to walk or to lift up her face enough to eat or to lift up her eyes to see a loved one's face could be done only with the greatest of difficulty. When others saw her, how many of them do you suppose just turned away because her appearance made them uncomfortable? How often do you think Satan tempted her to give up on God if he was going to allow a burden like that to afflict her? And it wasn't just for a little while. This had been going on for 18 years and there was no relief in sight. But the devil did not succeed. Here this woman is in the synagogue on this Sabbath day and try to think of the extreme effort that it would take for her to walk from wherever she lived to get herself to the temple and then maybe just enough energy to get inside the door and sit somewhere in the back where most people probably didn't pay much attention to her. But Jesus noticed her. And suddenly, everyone in the synagogue was looking at her because Jesus had called her to the front of the assembly. And as she arrived there, he spoke with compassion. Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. And at that moment, she could do something that she had not been able to do for 18 years. She could stand up straight. And the first thing she did was praise God. As she had come to God's house that day, she was blessed to receive from Jesus exactly what she needed. As you and I have come to God's house today, what is it that we need? We have more in common with this woman than we might at first realize. We might be able to stand up and walk well enough. But on the inside, are we hunched down under the pressures of life? The weight of worries and uncertainties that presses down upon us? The times that we know we've let others down? The times we know that we have not lived as God's dear children. Each one of us has a sinful nature that is curved in on itself. And instead of looking up to God for direction, instead of looking to others with concern for them and for their needs, we look first and most and focus in on ourselves and what we want. And the result is hurtful words that we wish our lips had not spoken or laziness or stubbornness that affects our relationships with others. We see mixed up priorities that can convince us that we are too busy to read God's word or to pray to our God. We might sometimes view gathering for worship as an obligation that takes our time instead of a privilege to delight in the wonderful things that God is doing. 
we take our place next to the woman in this Bible reading, knowing that we are unworthy to be in the presence of our holy and all-knowing Savior. And he notices us. He sees us just as we are. He sees the guilt that weighs upon our hearts. He sees the sinful failures by which Satan seeks to keep us trapped in hopelessness. And he sees that without him we are helpless and can in no way set ourselves free. What does he do? He speaks. To you and to me, he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. To us, he promises, you are set free from your infirmity. With his holy life of obedience, where he faithfully used every moment of his time for us, with his bitter sufferings, with his painful death, he has offered the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the world. And now what does that mean for the sin and the guilt that weighs upon us? It means it's not on you or me anymore. He's lifted that away. It means that there is peace with God for you and for me because our Savior says so. The Lord Jesus has set us free from the bonds and the bondage of our sin. And that is what the Sabbath day was always all about. That God called his people together so that he could give them true spiritual rest. As they took time to pause from their work, God directed them to his work and to the peace and rest that the Savior would give them. And he also directed them to the perfect eternal rest that awaited them in heaven. Once a week, God gathered them to strengthen them and to comfort them in their lives of faith. The purpose of the Sabbath day was for God to give good gifts of comfort and strength to his people. But not everyone understands that. Did you notice the reaction of the synagogue ruler when Jesus did that miracle of healing? He was angry that Jesus would do the work of healing someone on a Sabbath day. He said, there are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. So why didn't Jesus just wait a day or two to heal this woman? It was because this was too important to put off. And Jesus reminded them that they too did things on the Sabbath day, like untie a farm animal so it could have a drink of water so it wouldn't be forced to be thirsty all day. How much more important it was to help a human being who was suffering. Jesus said, should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Jesus would not keep her waiting when it was time for him to bless her. And whenever Jesus is at work to bless people, the devil is at work to oppose it. We see that in the synagogue leader who angrily wanted to put Jesus off for another time. 
Have there been times that we also have asked Jesus to come back some other time? Have there been less important things that we have found time to do, but then seem to run out of time to pause for worship or to open our Bible? Our Savior sees our flimsy excuses and our failures to faithfully use the gift of our time. And he knows this cannot wait. He sees the worries and the temptations that we face. He sees the sins that burden us. He sees how Satan is working to trap us in hopelessness and despair all over again. And he knows that cannot be put off for another time. So he calls us each week to his house to pause and gather around his holy word. With his powerful word, he sets us free so that we may truly live. He lifts away that burden of worry and fear and uncertainty. He washes away sin and lifts us up in new life with strength of faith to serve him and others. And because a week is a long time to wait for such needed and blessed gifts. He calls us to read his word anytime by ourselves or with fellow believers. So day after day and week after week, don't put Jesus off. Take time to pause to receive from Jesus the true rest that he alone can give you. And then, when you see opportunities to serve him and others, you won't put those off either. You will faithfully use your time to praise his saving name. Amen.